Warning! This podcast contains hot takes, cliched opinions, and strong language. Welcome to Records and Bands. I'm Rob. Sam is with us as usual up in Dempster. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, thanks. Not too bad. Also joining us today, again, is Jamie from the Talking Dad podcast. Um, Jamie was with us back in September or October last year, if I remember rightly, because he was so sound and had us back on his podcast a few times as well. He's feeling like family. We might have to get him one of these T-shirts before long. Yes, yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, welcome back to the show, Jamie. How are you doing? Hello. Thanks for having me back. I've been looking forward to one of them T-shirts, actually. I'll have one of them. <laughs> Sam, get mum on the case. <laughs> you can speak to one mother. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. how rock and roll we are. Send me a number. <laughs> In case there's people listening that haven't heard the show you're on before, do you want to just quickly introduce your show and tell us a bit about yourself and where we can find you? Yeah, it's the Talking Dad UK podcast. I chat with all sorts of other dads. Uh, about fatherhood mainly, but all sorts of other topics as well, including music and everything in between, really. Um, Your um, episode the other day with George was really good. Um, yeah. Confidential, lo-fi. Yeah, that was um, the latest episode has been out. George does um, lo-fi, chill-hop music, but was trained years ago as a teenager in classical guitar and has played in bands, so we we talked through all of that, and he was also on episode 15 talking about postnatal depression in dads so ah. uh varied uh varied conversations on the podcast but um yeah available on all platforms really wherever you're listening to this one you probably find mine talking dad uk cool. and I'll, I'll put all the links in the show notes as usual perfect right i've got quite a busy show planned so strap in we'll get straight into some news so this is just some stuff that's come up that's caught my eye and you can have an opinion on it or not. I just thought it's all worthy of a mention. Literally, as soon as I pressed um, stop on the recording last time we did it together, Sam, I um, loaded up Twitter and there the news was that the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones had split up. Yeah, one of the all-time greats. I just thought that was in your wheelhouse. Absolutely. You punker and I saw them when I was... I want to say 14, maybe. Me, Ben, and Sam went to see him in Wolverhampton, and we uh, we all wore our, basically, we all wore our school shirts with black ties because that's what the band were. Like we were... Jamie and his uh, ordinary boys get up. Yes, yeah, 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 pretty much, yeah. And yeah, had a great time. Like, only band I've ever seen where there was a conga line. Oh, excellent. So, and, but yeah, they were great. And Were you into them, Jamie, at all? Another band that kind of know the name of that maybe passed me by a little bit. I know one of my mates in particular probably would have been right up his street, but um, the the sort of the single, the impression that I get that I went back mm. and found on YouTube and realised, oh, it's that band. Uh, yeah. So yeah, yeah, I listened to that album like that, like the because I think we recorded on the Tuesday night and then on the the Wednesday to spend the day listening to that one. It's got the Rascal King on it as well, which is a great track. Yeah, That's their yeah. big record, though, isn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. But no, it's a it's, it's a good record. It is a very good record. Um, but the Jackknife to a Swan that came out a bit later. Let's face it, was that album nineteen ninety seven? Um, shout out to Pod Favorites Skeletons from uh, way back when. I bought that record from Skeletons actually. They say you? I bought it. Mum bought it for me, obviously. 
<laughs> the skeletons. So that's a little record show. Yeah. Yeah, go on, tell Jamie all about skeletons. The skeletons was this tiny little music shop in Lampster and like predominantly sold like stereo equipment. Is that right, Rob? If I remember it, it rightly. Was, well, TVs and fridges yeah. and all that sort of stuff. But it was the only place that sold music, I think. Woolies yeah. probably had a, had, had a few, to be we fair. We had Woolworths but... and Skeletons, and yeah. you go into Skeletons, they'll have a few, but if you knew what you wanted, you could tell them and they'll get it in for you. So that's why I got Vitology from there, I got Trouble Gum from there. Yeah, those are stuff from there. One of those classic little record shops. It's a kebab house now. Is it? Yeah. Downfall of many a good record shop, the kebab yeah. house. <laughs> um, we've got a big birthday this week. One of my favourite bands is celebrating a 45th anniversary, and that's The Damned. It's yeah. 45 years since The Damned released Damned, Damned, Damned. Is that the debut? That's the first one. So they did Damned, Damned, Damned on, I think it's like, like the 14th of February, 15th of February, around now, when yeah. this goes out. Um, and then they released another one, which wasn't very good, in like the November of 77. Right. But while it might not be the greatest punk record of all time, it was the first UK punk album. And New Rose was the first UK punk single. And they were the first British punk band to go and tour in the States. They were the first British mm. punk band to split up. They were the first British <laughs> punk band to get back together again. They were the so. first British punk band I saw in Worcester. Well, this is it. <laughs> I was looking at this. So um, we went to Worcester to see them and that was 20 years ago in July. Christ, that's some time, isn't it? I sent the record through to you, both, to mm-hmm. say, give it a spin and are the damned on your radar at all, Jay? Or uh, Only very slightly, I think, and probably as we'll talk about a little bit later, but I know that they've toured with Motorhead and mm-hmm. they've played in each other's bands and I think... They've played in each other's bands anyway. Covered each other's songs, that kind of stuff. Mm. So obviously I know who they are. But I, I would I'd probably say, actually, after you sent it to me, listening to it for the first time, that album, not disappointed. It is what it is, isn't no. it? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So for me, so I got into The Damned off the back of, um, do you remember Guns N' Roses had The Spaghetti Incident? And it was like a covers album that came out after the Usual Illusion albums. I'm older than you boys, so you probably don't remember this at all. <laughs> Really, um, but that had New Rose on it, and um, oh. so I went from I went from Guns N' Roses cover version of New Rose, and I went into the Damned, and for about four or five years, from like ninety five to ninety nine, I absolutely loved the Damned, like properly loved them. Um, but that bass line that it opens up with, oh, it's mm. on neat neat knee, is amazing. Like, um, they're one of the greats, but I kind of have them in the same sort of, sort of whole pigeonholders like the buzzcocks and stuff like that i'm what one up one up from the pistols <laughs> yeah similar sort of thing like i'm not just not massively into that it's one of those things that i've often felt i should be more into than i am but i know machine gun etiquette a little bit better than yeah this record. if you want to check out a proper really good damned record machine gun etiquette is the one to go for mm. Highlights on this first record for me, obviously Neat 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 and New Rose, and then I really like Born to Kill and See Her Tonight's a great song. And of course, we nearly died going to see him. We did, yes, yes. Which I think has been heard on a previous I think episode. so, yeah. Something I did send over to you, and I, I don't know if Jamie's seen it or not, is the um, 
the do you see the trailer for the Kanye documentary that starts next week? Uh, no, next week. I haven't watched it yet. But um, yeah, so there's this uh, documentary, Kanye West documentary, starting on Netflix this week, and it looks like it's three episodes of over an hour each. Nice, and it looks epic. And I reckon it, it could it will either cement my feelings for Kanye or make me think actually he's a bit of a prick. So I think in three in three or four weeks' time, I could have a very different opinion of Candy now, or I could be completely all in. I don't necessarily think the two are mutually ex- uh, exclusive. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> being honest. Do you like Kanye, Jay? Yeah, I think we touched on it last time that we um, last time we spoke a little bit. I was into him sort of early on, and then drifted off a little bit. And and mm-hmm. I don't know, his music went a bit strange, uh, and I didn't. I probably listened to it, but I didn't really follow it too much. But um, to watch the Throne album that I know you've covered. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it was a really good album. And um, yeah, I'd heard red bits that, that something was coming documentary wise, but I'd be interested to to watch it and see what it's like. It looks really cool because it would also tie in because um, you sent to me about the Woodstock 99 doc yeah. that came out. Then me and you might do something around. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, that'd be, that'd be really cool because um, I mentioned it to Sam and he was like, oh, is that the Green Day year? But the Green Day year was like, and I, and I was like, yeah, that. That was a year, but the Green Day year was ninety four. Ninety four. Oh, yeah. was it? Uh, that Mudstock was ninety four. Right. So this was the, the ninety nine was the Limp Biscuit and the fires mm. and the riots and the sexual assaults and people just going crazy, basically. Yeah. Mm. So, <laughs> and I do have a hot take on it, which I'm going to say for you, for you, Jay. So yeah, um, yeah. Rob, I, I had to, sorry bringing up the great man. Which one? Mr. West, obviously. Oh, yeah, carry on. I no, had, never apologise for bringing up Kanye. I had a, a very brief review on um, what started life as a Christmas gig text chain, which has now turned into our England cricket text chain. But Alex Trezins, who did an early episode with us, has said, um, Jonesy, I'm well behind on the podcast, um, but I am catching up. The means to give you some official correspondence. Last one I listened to was Jay-Z and Kanye. Very interesting views from Rob. Top quality punditry all round. Bloody hell. Ed, you listened to the one afterwards where it was just me just getting my knob out over Kanye for an hour. I think that's the one he's referring oh, to. Oh, right. Oh, excellent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. So your mate might think I know what I'm talking about. Well, yeah, like, perhaps. Fucking take that, man. <laughs> you texted me the other week or last week and said, um, oh, we're going to do something around the Brits. Yes. And I said... I said, one, we're on with Jamie that night. And two, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've yeah. never actually been interested in any of that. You seem really keen. I like the Brits. I don't necessarily like all that comes with it. I don't necessarily like a lot of the bands that are part of it. Um, I will say, for my money, the best live performances I've seen in, I don't know, 10 years, let's say, are Stormzy from the 2018 Brits was incredible and then um dave did um perform distract black uh 2020 and it's just it's i would recommend going looking both of those up because they're sort of like they perform the songs and there's also like quite a lot of they freestyle on like social commentary and stuff so um stormzy refers to raps about like grandfell and and sort of how Theresa may kind of covered it all up and you know Try to move on, and then in Dave's he references things like the treatment of Meghan Markle, 
Boris Johnson being his racist views. Um, and also, again, that despite everything rumbling on, the Grenfell victims still haven't been rehomed, still haven't received their compensation. So it's a really interesting... And I think, like, those two guys in particular, uh, I think they're really, really strong artists. So, yeah, I think it crops up stuff like this every now and again. Dave performed again this year, and he was very good. But, yeah, I just thought we could just give a quick few run-through of the winners because there's some near misses for pod Do you have a relationship with the Brit Awards at all, Jay? I haven't watched it for years, in all honesty. Now, a long, long time. Um, Did go back and look through some of the winners and read through it back today. Mm. But, um, yeah, no, I I forget when it's on. I completely miss it, and (laughs) it's not something I keep up to with. I kind of remember when... um, Pearl Jam, you got the bell, Sam. Yeah, there we go. Um, they get they won a Grammy for um, spin the spin the black circle, and they've got to go that like the record company have made them go to the award ceremony, so they all go up there, and Eddie Vedder picks up the award, and he's just like, I don't know what this means. <laughs> How do you give an award for art? And then they all walk off, and I was just like, fair play to you, like you know, <laughs> so. So, yeah, go on then, Sam. Give us a run through the movers and shakers of this year's Brit Awards. More or less the Adele Awards. She picked up three out of the four she was nominated for, including Artist of the Year, near miss for our our new favourite, Sam Fender, who was also nominated. I think we'll come on to. He was also nominated for Album of the Year, but come up short to Adele's 30. Interestingly, and this might be another chat for another show, songwriter of the year went to ed sheeran oh i just thought after recent things we've read and we've been speaking about taylor swift and damon Albarn and the whole writer co-writer thing that you'll go to ed sheeran who from what i understand is quite reasonably heavily co-written but anyway that's another subject best group which i know you're not you're not a fan of this band but wolf alice won that who i think is great and i think that was quite a a left field pick, considered it was Coldplay, D Block Empire, sorry, D Block Europe, don't know them, Little Mix and London Grammar. Any big surprises? I don't believe so. Sam Fender did win Best Rock slash Alternative Act. I've been listening to him a bit lately. Good, isn't he? He performed as well, didn't he? Yes, he did, yeah. Quite good, actually. I was, I was listening as well, and I listened to your previous episode, I think, was it you, Sam, that was... Talking about the comparison with him and Springsteen. Yes. And up, yeah, until, yeah. up until that point, I'd heard him bits and bobs on the radio and just thought, that's a bit of another pop thing. Indie it's, lightweight. Yeah. But now I, I, I've tried to listen back and, yeah, quite interesting. I could see that comparison. Yeah. Um, there's Just for information, there's a really, really good, like, three-page interview with him in this week's big issues oh. or last week's big issues as we're recording now. And like I say, where he um, came across to me as a bit of an indie lightweight, some of the stuff he's saying in there really like strikes a chord with my politics. And I think we might have a good one. I, I agree. I agree. And the Springsteen influence can only be a good thing. Uh, but yeah, no, I think he's, I, I, I similar to you, Jay, I heard some stuff on the radio and, I thought, yeah, it's, he's all right, but didn't think it was. Him. And then I heard, ah, oh, yeah, nice. Special guest Fontaine's DC. Um, and then I heard, hypersonic missiles was the tune I heard, 
And I was like, why? That, that sounds like Born to Run. And I was like, sort of, like, a bit like you, it sort of clicked a little bit. And I was like, oh, I'm going to check a bit more of this out. But yeah, I think he's really good. Um, you know, I think there's a little bit with, you don't always get it, but like, I think he's probably got something great in him. You know, like, there's something sometimes, yeah, guys, you know, people who are good and, you know, who but might not necessarily be great. But I think, I think he might have a, a great record in him from what I've heard. He seems to be like, you know, doesn't seem to be like a one album, just not like, boom, this is everything I've got. He seems to be like... From that article, he seems to give a shit as well. Yeah, so that's, yeah. That can only bode well, I think. Um, I did, from like the related artists, things they do on Apple, it sent, it sent me from him to this band called Gang of Youths, who I hadn't heard before. Um, and then, so I sent that through to you, Tyler. I listened to it on... We'll come on to it in a minute, but um, I sent that through to you, and then like the next day it came up they'd done a Springsteen cover together. Oh right! So I I sent you um a, they'd done a cover of I'm on Fire for like an yeah. Apple at home session. So did you listen to that one? No, I didn't. To be honest with you, <laughs> you send you, you send stuff through, and I I, I send so much stuff. That's the thing. Um, uh, yeah, and then when did I you s- listen to that Gang of Youth record though? I so did. This is further into likeness. From 2017, I believe. Yeah. Did you get a chance to listen to that one, Jay? I did. I did have a go. Yeah. Yeah. Oh right. Okay. <laughs> go on, Jay. Take take us through what you. Go on. You go mate. for it. I just found it a little bit slow off the mark and a little bit light, and maybe that's because of everything else I've been listening to, like in the past week or so. But yeah, that that was what I was thinking. I couldn't quite stick with it because I wanted to listen to the other stuff you sent me. <laughs> So I thought it was the best Bruce Springsteen album I've heard in a long time. <laughs> Honestly, I thought it was really good. Um, and it's it's like 100% Springsteen. Oh, yeah, yeah. But then there's some interesting stuff they do with the strings later on. There's some odd bits and pieces they do, which might not, you know, it might not grab you by the balls and drive you down the road with it. Like, But it's interesting enough to catch you. So it's yeah. certainly something I'll, I'll, I'll keep listening to. Um, what I liked about it, and it, I, I put it on, and like it just felt felt really familiar. And that's obviously mm. because it sounds like Springsteen a lot. But like even like even his vocals, I thought were very like Springsteen esque. Mm-hmm. But no, I enjoyed it actually. And it's much like you say about that Gaslight yeah. Anthem album. Yeah, I was that just quote say, from Nick Hornby. You know, I you've think... heard it all before, but it's still good. Yeah, yeah, and it's uh, Matchbox Twenty. It's you know. Yeah, and you, and you mentioned Gaslight there. I always think that like if Gaslight are, are Springsteen B B sides, then it's Gang of Youths are probably Springsteen C sides. Is is what I thought. You do know what I mean like that? And there's right. there, there's nothing wrong with that. I thought it was. I honestly, I thought the first six tracks on that album would fit on any Bruce Springsteen album. It was really good. Yeah, really yeah, good. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I agree. I agree. It just yeah, it was just very familiar to that, which isn't an. Sounds like I come across like I didn't enjoy it, but I did. It was really, it was, um, like you said, it's that familiarity with it there. It was just, oh, yeah, I know this. I know this. I think it's, I think it's the best Bruce Springsteen album since Wrecking Ball. Yeah. So, um, you warmed up then, Jay? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I, I listened to the new Yellow Wolf single. Oh, go on. Sam, did you listen to that? Yeah, I listened to some of the, well, some of the EP I listened to. I think, think it's the right one. Um, but go on. The, it's the one with um, Shooter Jennings is the new single. Shooter Jennings, yeah, yeah. yeah so I listened to that, 
and I couldn't place what it sounded like for ages. And then it come, it hit me in the back of the head one day when I was at work. I listened to it a few times. I didn't like it very much, to be honest. Okay, <laughs> but it sounded just like starships. We built this city. Oh really? Wow. <laughs> yeah, just like, like the verse sections of it. Oh, the real, real eighties vibes to it. Yeah, I've I've listened to it a few times as well, and it takes a bit of adjustment compared to what he usually sounds like. And obviously I want to like it because I'm a fan of his, but at first I wasn't sure what it was trying to be. But I've, I've sort of come to the realisation or conclusion of my own that it's that's the most radio-worthy single I think he's going to have on the album. Right. And so that's why I think it sounds like that. I might be wrong, I don't know. The album comes out in March, but we'll find out. He's, he's supposedly going down the new this rock um, route. I, I don't know because um, Shooter Jennings kind of comes from a country background and does yeah. incorporate a bit of rock. So I don't, I don't quite know what it's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jay, do you do you quite like that about uh, Yellow Wolf though? That you kind of, you know, you're saying like the album doesn't come out till March, and you're kind of like not really sure what it's going to be like. I think yeah. that's really cool because I've 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 sort of wandered a little bit with it, and I like I like that about him that it's kind of like you put you press play and you kind of like you're waiting a bit if you're a little bit to sort of see what what comes out. Yeah, I think that's because my music taste is all over the place as well. Mm. <clears throat> I can find a little bit of everything in any album that I pick up of his, and I I did a an album swap on one of my episodes with my mate, and and I gave him. A Yellow Wolf album, and he said similarly. He thought one track was the way the album was going, and then the following track just didn't follow at all. It mm. was completely different. And I think that takes some experimenting, doesn't it, to get it right? And it yeah. could, it could potentially go wrong. But yeah, yeah, we'll see. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I, one of my wanderings, I stumbled across. I'm just looking at here. The uh, Mile Zero, uh, Yellow Wolf, and DJ Mugs. It's sort of like a nine track. Yeah. Um, and there was just a track with Be Real on there, which I thought was for the record. A massive issue. smile has just come across Jamie's face. Here, <laughs> well, so. is that one of your, your favourites of this? It, it, it wouldn't be the one I told you to. I would tell you to listen to. Last April time, or, or in the lead up to April, he put out four four EPs in yeah. the space of so many weeks, leading up to the album release in April, and right. um, that was one of them that was like the the, the hip hop album. Whereas the others were a bit, bit different, and so, yeah, you've kind of picked up on the just a, a, a hip hop a hip hop producer DJ mm. creating tracks, and he's just doing hip hop over it. Yeah, and, I really uh, enjoyed it. I listened. I listened to that that whole whole of that EP, and I'm just well, looking good. through like pretty <clears throat> prolific, isn't he? Puts it like crazy out. He's done quite a lot. Yeah, it's interesting to see. You know, having followed it from the beginning of. How it started and where he's at is is interesting, but mm. um, as I say, it's um, yeah, like I say, a big big year. Yes, last year he had five albums out, effectively, yeah. all very different, all very good in their own right. And then he just turned around after the fifth one and just sort of said, right, the next one next year is going to be no rapping, all singing, mm. and I'm going to do a rock album." And everyone was like, "Nice, okay, well, we don't know what that's <laughs> going to be like, but we'll probably listen anyway." <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I rate that. I, I must say, I, I do. What was that stuff you sent through to me the other day, Sam? 
Oh, uh, right, yeah. So, yeah, you, you'll find people a bit more responsive if you don't send them back saying, are you taking the fucking piss when uh, they send songs <laughs> through to you? Um, Honestly, I didn't know what the hell you asked me to listen to. Right, so there's two two tracks we're thinking. One, we'll start with the the lewd song. Uh, Jay, if, if, you've, if you've listened to anything, if you listen to the radio, especially Radio 1, this lewd track is a remix of I Come From a da- Land Down Under. And oh, it works. Yeah. yeah. And like, I don't particularly like it, but if I hear it, fucking hell, it's, it's, I'm done. That's all I can, all I can hear for the rest of the day. It's super catchy. And I'm, and I'm not into dance music at all, but like, I really like it, kind of, but it's kind of horrible at the same time. Rob, I'm guessing you weren't that into it. No, well, I'll just listen to Men at Work. Well, yeah. And then the <laughs> other one, Oh, mate, the other one. Uh, uh, love it. Absolutely love it. So this is Packs and Potions by Hazy. So, and I'll tell you why I like it. I don't particularly like the tune. Actually, I, I do quite like the tune. Do you like Sammy Kadira? Uh, yeah. Um, basically, Jay, he's this young rapper from from Liverpool. Okay. And, and, and when he raps, he has the thickest Skype's accent. Right. It's like, like Stevie Gerrard on he, speed, isn't it? Yeah. He, he's like, yes. Um, I won't do an impression. I was about to, but I'm gonna. I'm not gonna. Um, yeah, it's just so unashamedly scabs, and it's so like it's so thick. What's his name? Um, Hazy. I don't know him. I don't know it much about. I know he. Um... Where did you find it? It was just Radio One. Just on the radio. I, I and, don't. Um... I don't think I've heard it, uh, and I can't place it. But I, a Scouse English rapper is starting to tick over in my brain that I might have heard something somewhere. It's apparently he, he had a few songs on TikTok. I don't really know how that works. I'm, I'm over 30. I don't really. Um, but then, and then he, he references it in, in the song and I just heard it. And it, what it reminds me and what I like about it is like a um, little bit like Alex Turner when the Arctic Monkeys first came okay. out. He had yeah. that thick accent and it yeah, was yeah. there for all. And like the references to stuff is, and you know, and like, um, is it the Coral? I know they're not like the, the best band in the world, but like he as well had a really thick Skags accent in, in the songs. And I just, just listen to it and you think like, I don't necessarily agree, but people say like stuff kind of sounds the same, you know, a lot of stuff on the radio, all kinds of sounds. And then you've got this kid who like, you know, with this really thick accent. Um, again, um, Lewis Capaldi is another one. You know, he's got that thick Glaswegian accent and it comes across when he sings. And um, I just, just, it's just something I heard. And I was like, to be honest, I, I knew Rob was going to hate you. That's why I sent it to him. But <laughs> this will be I, annoying. I'd looked through a few um, rap and grime artists from <laughs> from the UK and I thought, no, he's not going to go for that. <laughs> <laughs> so I um, sent him something else. <laughs> you did. You sent me Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes. Yes, oh, yes. Nice. Um, Jay, before we move on, sorry, if, if you're, you're partial to some grime and stuff, there's a guy from Leinster, where we're from, well, where I'm from, okay. called uh, Jake Bob. Right. And he does you know, he does a lot of drum and bass DJing, but he, he's, he is a, a grime MC. And if you're into it, he, I think he's pretty good. I don't really know. I'm not that into it. But he does some cool stuff. I bought one of his, bought one of his albums that he was shifting last summer. But yeah, it's quite cool. It's quite good. And again, he's sounds you, you can tell he's from Lampster. <laughs> you know, oh, but it, but it's... Get him on the show. Well, yeah. yeah, I did think about it, to be fair. Yeah. 
Yeah. Tell me all about Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes then, Jake. Right, well, you sent me a few things, and then you said, if there's anything you think I should listen to, or you and Sam should listen to, let me know. And I was a bit, like, stuck, because all I ever do is bang on about Yellow Wolf, and how much <laughs> I, <laughs> and how much I should have gone to see Motorhead, and I never did, and I can't now. And I was like, all I do is listen to podcasts and talk sport at the minute, and I'm really out of the loop, because I've... I just haven't got the headspace to fit anything else new in. And then a day later, I realised Frank Carter and the Rattlesakes have got a new new single out, a uh, new album out, sorry, that came out beginning of the year, end of last year. And uh, I was big into the last two albums, I think. And I really like what he does, and apparently he's really good live. A couple of my mates have seen him live. I haven't yet, but hopefully I will. And... Um, I thought that's a pretty good mashup again of stuff I like. It's quite heavy, it's quite hard, loud, but some good songwriting as well. Yeah, uh, I'm going to jump in before Rob says anything that potentially sullies the good name of Frank Carter. <laughs> um, he's great and they're brilliant. They're a really, really good band. I think he's he is he's quite a lot, you know. Yeah. But like, um, I really like the Gallows. Um, who were his? Uh, he, are there, is he in the Gallows anymore? I, I believe not. No. I wasn't that much into the Gallows. I, do, I knew bits and bobs of theirs, but it was a bit mm. too shouty and screamy for me. Whereas his, yeah. his, his other stuff isn't. It's more songwritery and yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I really like the Rattlesnakes, and yeah, I really like like the Gallows. Um, uh, is it True Love? His other band? Have you heard yeah. that? Yeah, which it, it is again more sort of singy isn't it i suppose but again it holds that sort of frank carter style lyrically and stuff i'm assuming he's he was the chief songwriter in in gallows i could be wrong but i think so so. yeah (laughs) (laughs) i tell you what i absolutely loved that cult of wool cd you sent through oh okay yeah <laughs> we'll leave it. We'll move, move straight on. That'd be the easiest way to do it. The other one you sent through, uh, yeah, Coulter Wall, wasn't it? Yeah, that was like proper old school country. Yeah, and really, it's really after a lot of the stuff that I've been listening to, you know, listening to the Damned and listening to Mike Mike Bostones and listening to the Yellow Wolf and trying to get through Frank Carter. That was just so chilled, and I was honestly I listened to it while pruning the orchard at work, and it was just like perfect. It's like just yep and snip and snip and I got this lovely Canadian cowboy just serenading me in the ear and I thought it was wonderful. I thought it was absolutely wonderful. <laughs> that was his first record, I think, two thousand and seventeen. Um, and it was on. It was produced by Dave Cobb, a big Nashville producer, and mm-hmm. it's under comes under Rick Rubin Entertainment somewhere along the lines. The the label he's on. Um, I don't know if it's directly on or you know. But yeah, I, I I came across him on YouTube, I think, and he was doing. Um, anyway, it was like one of these live performances, um, and or like Grand Old Opry or something like that. No, like you know, during lockdown, it was. Um, oh yeah, oh yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Do you know yeah. the ones there? Like a lockdown session. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ben yeah. Folds did one every Friday. Yeah, and Bill Yankovitz from Buffalo Tom did one every Sunday. So like they were they were the ones I booked in for. Yeah. Um, I can't remember the name of the song. Devil Wears a Suit and Tie, I think. 
Right. Yeah, I think it's not his song. It's an old one that he redid. And yeah, he does these cowboy country songs and it's really stripped back and he's got a really interesting voice and he's he's still only like 26. He's young and he sounds like he should be older than what he is. Yeah, he sounded like he was about 60. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Right. Um, I've recalled you saying, I must have been on your podcast with George, um, that like the country stuff is what you and your wife share. Yeah. Yeah. That... Which I found that quite interesting because like <clears throat> me and my wife, um, Hazel, when we first got together, um, we both loved the lemon heads. We both loved Ben folds. Um, and obviously like the Ben fold stuff is come over time. So was that the same with you that you both loved a bit of country and that's what you kind of had in common or have you come to like the country stuff as you've been, together do you see what i'm getting at yeah i've i've always i've suppose i've always tried to get her into my music and she will listen to bits and pieces some of it's a bit too loud for her, a bit too heavy in the car and she doesn't want to listen to it and uh but then before that i've always listened to like johnny cash and that kind of stuff and not really in the new stuff but then when we went we went over there and went to visit nashville in 2019 now and stayed with some friends in Iowa and they live out on farmland and all they do is listen to country radio and so from there really it it just solidified that that was an easy way for us both to listen to one sort of music and I can find bits that are a bit more up my street within that and she can find some more poppy stuff that's within her street (laughs) and then we have some stuff we like together as well so like even some like Lee Bryce and, and Morgan Wallen and yeah, Luke Combs. Do you know um, Jason Isbell? He was in the drive-by truckers and then he's with the 400 unit now. I might have mentioned him to you before, actually. I d- yeah, he's one that always pops up. You know, like you say, the, the associated artists or whatever, and it always pops up. And I've heard bits and pieces, but I've never really checked, listened to him properly. So I, I've been listening to um, South Eastern, which was like his solo album he did in about 2014, like, like not long after his wife passed away. No. And it's just like, it's such a good record. I, I said it to Sam, I said, listen to this, it's really tough going. Like, trying track four is Elephant, and I can't get through it. Yeah. Now, I say a lot about, I can't get through about crying. This one is like, I have to pull the car over because I can't see. I'm proper yeah. ugly crying my eyes out because, and like, you know, like heaving and all of like, It just breaks me in, entirely. But, I'm not really selling it. That might be a, good, a <laughs> nice record for, a record for you and your wife to you know, that you might like, enjoy together. Like, and yeah. he's proper chilled out. It's just him and his guitar. And he's a really, really top-notch songwriter and a really good singer. And, like, that album is quite heavy, but, like, subject matter-wise. But a high, high recommendation for me for South Eastern. So. Can I just, just sorry, is that it then on Frank Carter? Are you, are you, are you <laughs> killing that off? Um, we could go, you guys could go back. I, I didn't want to be um, negative, so I just sort of moved on a bit. But carry on. Well, I I um I was fortunate enough, Jay, to see them live in, uh, with Gallows, right? And they were fucking amazing, absolute carnage, start to finish. And like saw them in a tiny, well, saw them at TJ's, Rob. So, um, oh, okay, which is tiny little pub in in Newport, and like it was definitely over capacity. It was one of those. I reckon it was booked. Then the album broke. But it was still booked, so they played it anyway. And it was so busy, and it was like 
one of those proper like sweaty horrible gear everyone's going tits because like gallows are like well they're a hardcore band really aren't they and it was like yeah. I, I remember it being so busy at one point he because there's like there was a little barrier but like he come he runs from i say he runs from the back of the stage it was like a meter so like he's practically on the drums and he one foot on the barrier and then he kind of ran across the crowd because it was that busy he was good so he was like sort of standing on shoulders and it was just absolute mayhem and it was amazing and they did um staring at the rude boys which is the rut song and on the record they do it with lethal bizzle oh yeah yeah and uh bizzle was the support act for (laughs) so they did it together and it was uh just just an amazing gig and i think i think he's great i think I haven't listened to the Rattlesnakes that much, but I do like him. What I, what I, you know, when I do get, I think I think he's a pretty good good writer, to be honest. Yeah, I know. My, a couple of my mates have seen him a few times, um, and they'll be talking about how they'd taken like different pieces of the drum kit into the crowd, like they were crowd surfing it, and then the drummer went mm-hmm. out and just like stood on people and yeah. on playing in the crowd, and they thought that's a gig I need to go to. Yeah, that yeah, sounds good ace. band. Um, Rob, I know you, this might might help you tick a few boxes. You might want to go back and maybe check out the first Gallows album. So they were dropped by Warner Brothers for being too politically confrontational. All right, okay. Their second album, it says, quote here, centred on a world of emboldened racism, xenophobia, knife crime, and inescapable mental illness picked at number 20, and then they were dropped for being too confrontational. We'll get on to confrontational in a minute. Okay. There's one, more rec- <laughs> there's, one, uh, there's one more record I want to talk about, but I did um, put out on social media, on the socials, that, um, um, what are we, at Records and Bands on most of it, um, that basically February's horrible month is a complete prick. So what what people listening to to get them through it? And we had a few people come back. So a few a few recommendations from listeners to help you get through February. Um, your friend of mine, Alex Trezim, said he was listening to Finn the Z Jailbreak. <laughs> nice, yeah, yeah. And Bad Brains, which seemed like a huge yeah. swing. But I didn't yeah. think he'd have Finn the Z in the locker, to be honest. No, not me. Actually, fair dues. Yeah, um, yeah. Your guitarist Scott. Um, oh right, yeah. He reckoned he he said he was listening to Doctor Feelgood by Motley Crue. Oh, yeah. Which I I said was the choice. He I got in his car for band practice the other day, and he was like, "Check this out," and it was Motley Crue. <laughs> and like, um, he turns up at practice, and like Scott, he, he's a serious player. Like, you know, I can't say anything too nice about him because he gives me grief about it. And he was like, "I've been learning Motley Crue all week," <laughs> you know. And he's like. We get into the rehearsal room, and he's like, I'm going to really annoy everyone today. And he's there, like, dying for me in and, like, shredding. And he's like, fucking put it away. But, yeah, yeah. Also from your band, your drummer, Mike. Mike House. He's not yeah. your drummer. He's a human being in his own right. No, he's not. No, he's a drummer. <laughs> we have to be nice to him because his basketball team has just signed an overweight, bearded wonder. So When did you start? Yeah. <laughs> I'll be in Philadelphia next Wednesday. Um, <laughs> what I said about myself, I've shaved my beard. So, yeah. <laughs> so, Mike, 
the drummer in your band, um, is recommending an album called Sleepless by Palm Reader, and I put it on. He loves his heavy stuff, he doesn't does. he? He does love him, and yeah, he gets a bit of grief about because he? he said, "Oh, you should check this out." I'm, like, I'm not listening to your goth music much. <laughs> and then, uh, last but not least, regular contributor Robert Cadman has been listening to Sea Monsters by The Wedding Present. I've never heard and of that. I saw you commented. I'll, I'll, uh, right. I will get. But one record I've been spending a lot of time with is the new one from Yard Act called The Overload. Um, I came across this on the uh, one of the Apple playlists. It threw up and I thought, oh, that's a bit different. And then I listened to it and I really liked it, but it looks like The Guardian might have got hold of them now, <laughs> which is never a good thing. But yeah, I, just, I, I really liked it as a record. I thought it was really good. Politics in the right direction. And yeah. I thought you'd love it, to be honest, Sam. I did, and I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's a really good record. One of the what there's a bit in like I think it is in the first song, maybe where he's going on about oh you'll only get a gig if you play covers. Yeah, because that's band- annoying me a bit because I've got to check out half my songs that I've not released now because every <laughs> gonna think I'm just ripping these lot off. It reminded me of your shit band shit, shit song <laughs> yeah, song yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, it's a really cool record. Um, See, this is it. I know I sound like I'm horribly underprepared because I haven't listened to half the stuff you sent me, but I've given that this record a lot of time and it's very good. And again, back to the hazy thing, strong accent. I think it's a thing for me. I like that. All the commentators, all, like you know, in the comment section on the um, review for it in The Guardian, everyone's going like, oh, it just sounds like The Fool. <sighs> well, fuck, fuck off and listen to The Fool then, you <laughs> pricks. Like, you know, my, my worry is that um, because of the politics expressed in the work, if you like, the the fucking Gardenistas are just going to grab hold of it and run with it, and everyone's going to hate it, and it's going to end up turning in. You know how um, Al Murray used to do the pub landlord, yeah, and and you and the the whole thing is that he's this guy, he's a little bit right wing, he's not politically correct, and he's a bit of a fucking tool, and you're meant to laugh at him, mm. and Al Murray stopped doing him when. He realised that people were laughing with him, yeah, rather than at him. So the the pub landlord is supposed to be the joke, yeah, 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 yeah. And I worry that it's gonna, you know, the you know, if if the wrong type of people stop start shouting about this band too much, then the yeah. people it's representing are gonna switch off. You've de- you've definitely gone deeper than I did on it. Yeah. But no, I thought it was a really good album. <laughs> no, I'm just getting pissed off with the fucking paper, that's all. Um, did you like it, Jay? Did you listen to it? I thought it was great, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Actually, you said you'd you'd already heard it before I'd sent it through to you. So I was aware of them, but I wasn't... I... The thing is, maybe similar to Sam, when the Arctic Monkeys came out, they blew up, and then after that, Every other band sounded exactly like them and were copying them, and every record label wanted an Arctic Monkeys band because that was what was exciting and everybody wanted. Now, we're a long, we're quite a few years away from that now, and this band are so similar to when the Arctic Monkeys came out and very similar to, like, Sleaford Mods mm. that they kind of meshed the two, but there's been a long enough time since all of that that this is good in its own right. 
and there's some amazing songs and some brilliant writing mm. and it even references my hometown in one of the songs and they're from Leeds oh, does it? they're nowhere near, they're nowhere near yeah. us really but yeah I think the <laughs> Those... um, Tall Poppies track where he... yes that's what I was going to say it's really good he's talking about his mate who grew up in a small town and he was like cock of the town type of thing and, Best footballer, yeah, yeah, even yeah. though no one and no one had to tell him, and he could have had any girl, yeah, yeah. and then and then he yeah. and then he had trials at Crew Alexandra, which is my hometown. Mm. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, just it, just storytelling, isn't it? And it's storytelling of stuff that that's familiar to us. And it's small, it's small town, small town life again, which yeah. we've mm. mentioned. You know, we always seem to seem to be drawn to, and um, there was one line in there with something about the National Front's new haircut. Yeah. I yeah, quite like yeah, that yeah. little veiled reference to uh, our prime minister, and um, you know, there's just yeah, just those really cool stuff in there. There's that line, isn't there? Um, unlike you, I'm not scared of people who don't look like me. Yeah, yeah, yeah I thought that was really good. Like, yeah, no, I rate it. I must say, um, and it, it's quite. There's a lot. There's a lot going on in there for yeah. what is simple music. Lyrically, there's a lot going on. And what were we talking about last week or last time that we were saying was really strong lyrically? Uh, Fontaine's. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Different. But... Yeah, but kind of. Still, that's almost stream of consciousness. Yeah. But you can tell the work's gone in. Mm. Um, much like Seaford Mods. Uh, that, that's the nearest one. that. I... When I sent it through to you, I was thinking it's Seaford Mods with guitars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, no, I get that. Yeah. Which is a good thing. Oh, God, yeah, I, yeah. Like, high praise that. I was also and... I was also thinking a little bit of John Cooper Clark when I was listening yeah. to that as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Get, that's it. Get back on my drugs, you fat fork. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and, Jay, you make a really good point that it's like enough time has passed that you don't just sort of harm with the Arctic Monkeys brush. Yeah. Because you're you're right, there were the period where there were a lot of bands like that, wasn't there? Like, let's get a band from the town and let's make them big. And and it was one album stuff, wasn't it? Yeah, and yeah, that, that was yeah. It was just that time. I'll be honest, I didn't make the I, 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 Northern accent. Yeah, you're gonna think Arctic Monkeys, but because I don't know the Arctic Monkeys, I didn't have that to draw on. So my direct one was Seaford Mods. Um, the last Seaford Mods album was the favorite album of. The year for Frank Black. Oh, really? Yeah, he. So they did an interview in the in the Guardian. In, so they did an interview with Frank Black in there, where like readers contribute questions, and like his thing was like he basically said like the last Seaford Mods album was great, but whether that's because it's a British paper or what, I don't know. I don't think I don't think he's a liar. I don't think he really cares what about the publicity and that. He's Frank Black, isn't he? So well, yeah, yeah, um, and. Also, on the Pixies front, on my birthday, they are headlining a festival called the End End of the Line Festival or something. It's the end of September, and it's about 25 minutes from my ace. Oh, nice. You going? Only weekend tickets, £210. (laughs) Oh, wow. So, no. (laughs) Christ. Crash it. Go old school. But you can jump the fence. Do do a Woodstock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it did get me wondering, you know, if I'm not prepared to pay £210 to see the Pixies, I was just wondering about gigs generally, and you had a bit of an idea of doing something around, like, gigs you've, um, or bands you've seen and want to again, and those that you haven't seen yet, and some that you can't see. Yeah. So I've... I've made a little list. So, bands that I've seen and want to again, 
So I'd love to see therapy again. Yeah. And I'd love to see Rancid again. Mm. And if Pearl Jam toured and it went too much money, I'd love to see them. But I would pay any money to go and watch Ben Folds again. Yeah. That's the one for me. So. You couldn't pay me any money to go and see Ben Folds. <laughs> yeah, but you're a <laughs> Bands you haven't seen and really, you know, you haven't seen in all the years you've been going to gigs, you've not seen them yet, wish you had. Mm-hmm. So on that list, I had Pixies, Smashing Pumpkins, Guns N' Roses, Counting Crows, and I also put Fontaine's DC on there mm, because nice. I really would like to see mm. them. But at the top of that list, I haven't seen, I would love to see Kanye. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then ones that I can't see, Mainstay of the Year, Alice in Chains, uh, Nirvana, Johnny Cash. But top of that list for me, I can't see him, is Soundgarden. I I so regret not seeing Soundgarden. Mm-hmm. And there wasn't really an opportunity because they finished in 96, which is just before I started going to gigs regularly and yeah. that. But they did re- reform again around the 2010s, to, you know, like 2008 yeah. to 2012, something like that. But then obviously I had tiny kids and I was yeah. living up in Scotland and they didn't play in Aberdeen. So Obviously. <laughs> so, so I don't know if you, you have any bands similar you wish you had seen more of or want to see again. Or... So, uh, Jay, I'm just going to jump in because I know Well, we're hoping that you're going to lead us on with some of your choices. So um, I'll just quickly... Um, I, I've I've tried to narrow it down into three. There are there are more. So, band I want to see again, and it's probably just because we're coming up to the anniversary and stuff. And is Jamie T? I'd love to see Jamie T again, just because I saw him once. He was amazing, but like, just didn't quite scratch the itch. I'd love to see him again because you know, he, um, I'd love to see him again. Band I haven't seen. There, there are a couple. I'd also throw, I'd like to see the Sleaford Mods again, to be fair, now that I'm into them a bit more. Saw them at Birmingham, Bristol, but stood, stood up, stood up on the balcony and watched them. Wish I'd gone to get stuck into the thick of it. Bands I, I haven't seen who don't think I've ever had the opportunity to see them, to be fair, is, is the Transplants. I would love to see the Transplants. And then can't see, and this is a bit tenuous because I kind of have, but... I'd love to see and would love to have seen Ian Jory in the Blockheads. You know, I've seen the Blockheads, but it's it's the main man that that you miss. I don't know if this counts, but I'd love to see 1994 Green Day. <laughs> you know, like Ducky as Ducky was breaking before it broke. So, like you know, um, there are a few like that. I've got a bit of a thing about I would like there's some bands I would have liked to have seen before they were Is good. Certain gigs you would have liked to. Not, not necessarily particular gigs, but I like. I would like to have seen Green Day in the early days. I would love to have seen like the Ramones in the early days. Um, Any replacements gigs in from about eighty four to eighty six? Yeah, um, and, and I know that doesn't really count because that sort of I can see Green Day if I want to. I think mm-hmm. I will actually. I kind of made a bit of a pact to myself. I'd never see him again, but I think I would now. Um, but you said Johnny Cash, and that's like yeah. That's a real, that would have been amazing. Um, and actually one I'll throw in that kind of fits into Kant and and haven't seen is Tom Waits. I don't know oh, if you right. know Tom Waits, but like he doesn't doesn't tour anymore, really. Just sort of makes the odd bit of things in that licorice pizza film. But I think he would be incredible to see live. 
But I, I think that ship's probably sailed. And the last one, I suppose, who I'd like to see again, just, just to jump around all over the place, is I want to take my boy to see Springsteen. And I don't want to curse it, but, you know, there is a chance he could retire, you know, especially in the current climate. That could happen. You know, he, he could feasibly say, I'm just going to stay in New Jersey and I'll do my Broadway thing. I'll release albums. I might do some gigs in the States. He might never come to these shores again, which would be very, very sad. So, yeah. He'd I, do a farewell tour, wouldn't you he? You would hope. Yeah, I would imagine so. But, yeah, I'd, like, I'd love to see Springsteen again. I could see Springsteen a thousand times and be happy. Still wouldn't make up for that one you missed at the it first part of the White Festival. It would. It absolutely would. Because, oh dear. Do you know what? That's nearly 10 years ago, that is. Cause yeah, 10 and, years this year. Me and Catherine have been together for 10 years. Um, 20 years since we saw The Damned. Yeah. Anyway, that's stuff like me getting missed the eye over Bruce. I love him. Uh, Jay. Rather, rather than being with your wife for 10 years. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> she gets it. She gets it. She's quite the fan, to be fair. Right, who have we got? We've got um, <clears throat> bands we want to see again. Yeah. yeah, so bands you've seen before and you think, fuck me, I'd love to see them again. Arctic Monkeys, number one. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, great. Because show. I saw them at Leeds and they were a band that were playing in the garage that were plonked on a stage at Leeds in front mm. of 90,000 people still playing in that garage. And their stage show has got a lot better since then. And, and I want to see that. Um, um Jay, we might have covered this before, but I think we were at the same festival, mate. I think. In Leeds. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I can't remember the year of it, but it was um it was Prodigy, Arctic Monkeys, and Kings of Leon. Yeah, yeah, definitely the same <clears> festival. <throat> Prodigy were really good, by the way. I didn't see him. Didn't see yeah, him. I'm not that into him. Yellow Wolf will want to see him again when he comes over. Um hopefully he's gonna tour this new album. Take my wife again. We t- <laughs> I took her last time and she got caught in the uh, mosh pit and she wasn't happy with me. <laughs> <laughs> it was a really small venue. It was amazing. Um, yeah, and I'd like to see, or bands that I haven't seen, Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes, I think he's definitely on my list now, I want to see. And mm, that's obviously yeah. going to be likely. Sleaford Mods, I want to see. Not seen them yet. Slaves. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty good. Um, actually, yeah, I saw them sporting Jamie T., they were oh, pretty yeah. good. Enjoyed that, yeah. It was one um, of those I turned, hadn't heard them, but yeah, they were, they and were pretty good. I think, well, I've, I've still got tickets for Ozzy Osbourne. That's just, that's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That keeps dragging on. Hopefully that happens, but I mean, I think it's probably, I saw Deep Purple in 2018. I took my dad to see them because he'd never seen them and he'd always had the records on when I was younger. So I took him to see them and it was like, yeah, they were a bit past the sell by date. It was still a good gig. But it was very. Could have just put the record on at home. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. I feel like Aussie might be a bit like that if we ever get to it. But I'm I'm in it now, so I'm just going to see it out, ride it out. Uh, Meta- <laughs> Metallica, I want to see them. And then the big one that I can't see is, uh, apart from Johnny Cash, is Motorhead. I feel really bad about this because I saw them and. I went because my dad took me, you know what I mean? And I I'm, I'm, I love, like, they're one of the all-time greats, but I don't, like, apart from going to see them, I don't really hold them in. 
Do you know what I mean? I feel yeah. really bad because I wrote what? a blog post for the web. <laughs> I wrote a blog post for the website this afternoon when I was meant to be doing my work from home. Like meant to be writing risk assessments instead. I was writing about Motorhead, and I wrote like um, for a band I've probably seen six times. I don't have their. I don't have one of their records. Mm. I don't go. Oh, I'm going to listen to Motorhead for a bit. But every time I've been to see him, there's been an adventure. <laughs> so I hold him really close. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so how come you never got to see him then? Early on, I don't really know. Um, just missed him, I suppose, which is really strange because they toured every year. So it was like, mm. if there's a band you could have seen, they would have been the one, wouldn't they? Um, it's funny you say about touring every year because, like, I'm pretty sure when... Um... We first started going to watch them, which would have been about 90, back end of 97, maybe early 98. Dave literally came up to me and said, Motorhead are touring, we should go and watch them. And I was like, oh, I don't know, I'm not really into them. It's a bit on the loud side for what I'm into, really. Yeah, but, you know, it'll be good. We might as well go. It'll be really good. Oh, I don't really fancy it, Dave. Yeah, but it's going to be dead soon. And at least you can say he's going to be, you, you know, you've seen Motorhead before then he's died. Yeah. And there's like never 18 years. And he toured every year, like until he died in 2015. So I think that was probably part of the problem. It was that like Motorhead probably a bit too heavy for my dad. And he didn't really listen to them. My uncle was more into Metallica, Megadeth, Slayer, and kind of, skipped them although we know who they are and probably did listen to them so then i didn't really have anyone to go with so like we saw bands that other people would have come with me and we're interested in so we kind of missed them and then when i was old enough to go myself and i had had, had some of my own money me and my mate were going to go and we ummed and ahed because jamie t was touring at the same time (laughs) we were like well who do we want to see who do we want to spend our money on and we didn't see eight either of them in the end. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we said, oh, well, we'll plan it a bit better and we'll go next year because Motorhead tour every year. I know he's getting on a bit, but it, like, it was, I think it was the year he'd done like Glastonbury or something and thought it wasn't too bad. We'll still be able to see him next year. And then mm-hmm. like the following year or six months later or something like that, he, he died. So we couldn't. Yes. Um, so. so I think I've seen him maybe six times. All right, Rob. No, 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 no. Um, but I don't, I was going to say, I don't think I saw him with you though, Sam. No, I went, I know me and dad went, definitely me and dad. And I reckon probably Rich and Brad, maybe. Brad, yeah. So me, Rich and Dave Arrowsmith went down to Newport. I think I've, t- have I told the story of, I've, I've got a clap tape Renault 5 and we get three parts of the way to Newport and the clutch burns out and we have to ditch the car on the side of the road, and then the um, coppers turn up. Because I, I, I'd got on the um, emergency phone, you know, the orange emergency phones. You can ring the RAC or the coppers. I didn't have RAC, so I phoned the, phoned the coppers. They had managed to get hold of Dad. Dad was going to come down to sort the car out, and then the coppers turned up and give us a lift to the gig. <laughs> <laughs> so we pulled up outside the Newport Centre, which is one of the all-time great places to watch a band. And all the all these bloody greasy, dirty metalers are all shouting abuse at the cop car as we pull up, and then we get out, and then the car goes, the police car drives off it with a stand innovation from all the people queuing up to get in because they <laughs> dropped us off at the gig. Great way to turn up. 
<clears throat> so yeah, we got blues and twos all the way to the Motorhead gig, and then I think we saw him in Wolverhampton a couple of the times. I think I saw him three times with Group Dogs were supporting. Nice. And then the last time I saw him was in Portsmouth in about two thousand and six. My residing memory of, of the Motorhead gig is just my ears not being the same for about three days. Just I was only young. I was only like twelve or something. And just being like, fucking hell. <laughs> right. We'll move on because I think we'll move on from Motorhead Live because I think Jamie's uh, feeling sad over there. Uh, yeah, I'm about to start crying into my drink. It's... I was just wondering how you got into Motorhead in the first place then. Was it just because, like for us, obviously it was like going to see him in like 97. So when was Ace of Spades? 77, wasn't it? So that's like 20 years on from yeah. their biggest single and then we start going to see him but then you, you got you boys are nearly 10 years younger than me so sam would have got it because it would have been you know yeah we we were going dad was going so where did you how, how did you come across it like is it just in the ether like yeah i think so i'm, I'm sort of getting influences from my uncle in terms of like metallica Megadeth and all them kind of bands from what eighties and um Sabbath as well, listening to Sabbath through like my dad as well. And just kind of going back and, and listening to other bands that were around at that time or seeing an interview with um James Hetfield talking about Lemmy and, and Motorhead and, and Lars talking about Motorhead being his favourite band and stuff and, and just thinking like if I like what Metallica do and they listen to Motorhead, then surely then I need to go and listen to Motorhead. And, and I strangely went down a bit of a rabbit hole in the sort of later teen years and, and discovered more of Motorhead. And it just stuck with me and stayed with me. And I probably listen to more Motorhead now than I do Metallica. Yeah, that's where it came from. But I know obviously my dad would have been listening to Deep Purple, Pink Floyd, and all that kind of stuff. So he's kind of they kind of run parallel, don't they? You've got a bit of classic rock mixed in, and then alongside sort of the early years of metal and and hard music. So yeah, somewhere in that timeline between them two, they've uh, they've they've got me into Motorhead. <laughs> so I've been listening to a bit Motorhead this week. Just you've made a playlist for us, so I, um, which we'll get into in a little bit. Um, but I've just been going back and just refreshing my memory, and there's. Um, do you know, it's like, to me, now, it just sounds like really low status quo. No. No, I mean, that is a good thing. Like, <laughs> no. There's a re- He's not going to come back on, Rob. If you, if you, if you carry on, Jay's not going to come back on. <laughs> what I mean you didn't even that, talk about Frank Carter, and now you... I, I, <laughs> me and you adore our own I, podcast, no, I think, I think <laughs> The Bands and Records podcast. <laughs> it's a real... Um, <laughs> I I get a real status quo vibe off them now, and I mean that. And it's got a bit of a groove to it. Whereas before, I I don't know whether. It... I think if you listen, if you listen to thrash and metal for, that came yeah. that came afterwards, and you go back and listen to it, it, it is very much more. What's the, I don't know. It's but a like, bit if like you listen, if you listen to this like this. Um, Record that Mike sent said about this sleepless by Palm Reader. Yeah, yeah. And then you go back. Then you listen to Motorhead, both in the metal genre, if you like. 
if you wanted to, you could probably dance to Motorhead. Yeah, and it's a little bit like if you go back and listen to rock and roll. That's, it, that's what I'm getting yeah. at. Yeah, you can really hear like the rock and roll in it, yeah. and that's where I'm getting the status quo from, if you like. Yeah, oh, I can see that and let you off with <laughs> that one. I'm still looking at me with disdain. Um, yeah. I don't know, because the, they've got some really heavy stuff as well, uh, but not heavy for heavy's sake. It's it's mm-hmm. it, There's some good songwriting in there. There's some good guitar riffs. Oh, yeah, yeah. Good bass lines as well. I was listening to something earlier on on YouTube that some take takes some uh, studio recordings and it starts off playing the whatever track it was, <clears throat> and then they cut the rest of the instruments out and it's just let me play in the bass. And there's some really good bass lines in there. And I know mm-hmm. your last episode was all about the bass, wasn't it? But mm-hmm. <laughs> right. maybe not to that I don't extent. Sam isn't to that either. I did actually. <laughs> you. you do. All right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe Shit, not, mate. maybe not to that groovy extent of bass, but or you know slapping the bass. No, but no, no. I think he. Sorry, Jake. Go on. No, it's... I think we're going to say the same thing. <laughs> I think he just comes up with almost like good guitar riffs, but he plays it on bass. And yeah, and the rest of the band. I don't think anyone plays a bass like them. He plays a bass. No, no, and the rest of the band just kind of pick up and fill in. And the other thing I was going to say was that. I knew Sepultura's Orgasmatron before I knew it was a Motorhead cover. Right. Yeah, I the same, yeah. actually. Yeah. Because that was on a rise, wasn't it, from about 91? And I think yeah. Chaos AD was the big album, which was, what, 92 or 93? And I think Orgasmatron, the Sepultura version, was on one of those like Metal Hammer mm. CDs or something. So I think that's where I got that from. And I never put it together that it was a Motorhead song. That's a good one. That is, yeah. Um, Jay, uh, your your playlist. I, I messaged Rob. Um, <laughs> I'll be honest. I'll, I'll read from it. So he sent me the list, and I replied, "The fact that Bomber isn't on this list makes me re- think we should reschedule a new guest." <laughs> and he said he's already had that conversation and Orgasmatron. Yeah. To which I responded, and I think this sums me up with Motorhead. Are we basic Motorhead bitches? <laughs> you know like I, I don't know the deep cuts to be honest I I, I, um... I don't know as if I'm qualified to answer that okay <laughs> because my a lot of people listening who might like Motorhead or might you know might think you've got that completely wrong but there are a couple of notable missing songs on there and and it's not because I don't like them yeah it's I don't know it's just because maybe I connect more with the ones I put on my list. So so Jamie's made us a playlist of his favourite Motorhead songs, not necessarily the best Motorhead songs, but his favourite ones, ones that he goes to, his go-to Motorhead songs. So go for it. At number five, Love Me Forever. Four, Damage Case. Number three, Motorhead. Two, Kill by Death. And number one, Overkill. And a special mention for Ace of Spades because that's on its own list anyway. It's, yeah, it's it doesn't need to be said, does it? Yeah. Do you um, remember, was it Ace of Spades they do on the young ones? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. That's, That's a class. yeah. Overkill is what a tune. Yeah. What an absolute clonking tune, start to finish. My son um, likes that one, and he's fine. Nice, nice. And he'll listen to it in the car with me. Always catches him out when it stops and then he, the drums kick back in. Yeah, he, yeah, he thinks it's over and the next song's coming on. He doesn't know what's coming on. And then he kicks back <laughs> in and he starts bobbing his head again. I like that one. So, um, why no bomber? 
Oh, do you know what? Bomber and Orgasmatron were on the list, and I replaced mm-hmm. them with Killed by Death and Love Me Forever. Now, Love Me Forever came yeah. off a later album. Yeah, I was like going to say, I don't think I know 1916 that. from about 91, 92, Yeah, yeah, like and it's like... It's like the most ballad song they've ever made yeah. without being a full-on ballad. But the lyrics... I it... wondered if maybe you lost your virginity to it or something. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> that would be a cooler version yeah. of events, <laughs> but I mean, yeah. I'm not going into that. Um, yeah, it. <laughs> <laughs> um, the lyrics in it are really good. It's some, yeah. some good, good songwriting in it. I mean, Love Me Forever, he talks about everything changes, but it all stays the same. Everyone's guilty, but no one's to blame. That's that's something that is not just correct when he wrote it. But I mean, if you think about what we've all been, it's doing proper recently, rock ballad lyrics, isn't it? It is a little bit from the inventor of thrash metal. Like. Yeah, and it comes after he did that work in the nineties with Ozzy Osbourne when he did Hellraiser and stuff. So he's yeah, yeah. I didn't realize that he co-wrote or wrote "Mama, I'm Coming Home." Yeah, yeah. And was it "No More Tears" as well? Yeah, yeah. He wrote was, was it. Brilliant Aussie songs like No More Tears is amazing. Yeah, and uh, I think sometimes you can kind of overlook the the songwriting capabilities when mm. when you're playing in that heavy band. But um, and I know Orgasmatron does have some wordplay uh, in the lyrics and stuff as well. But uh, for me, I don't know. I mean, like sometimes I just I'd, if I finish work and I'm cooking tea and the kids are about, I don't always want to put Overkill or Orgasmatron on. But Love Me Forever <laughs> is a good listen, so I can. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah, 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 absolutely, yeah. Well, Kill by Death has got some good songwriting in it as well, hasn't it? It's like... Yeah. I know Bomber is, is good, but... Yeah, I just... As a song, I get drawn to it more so. More so than that. And I think it opens up with... What is it? If you stroke my lizard, I'll put my snake on you. Uh, it opens up with that um, and then like the hook is like the only time I'm going to be easy is when I'm killed by death it's just some interesting lyrics that I listen to and the same goes for like Damage Case really and uh, yeah Damage Case is a brilliant song yeah uh, and yeah Scott said Damage so Scott said Damage Case it's the best Motorhead song yeah and that that's not just well they're they're all good in, in terms of songs aren't they but Damage Case is, even if you weren't listening to the lyrics, it's a good song because it's got everything you need. Um, I feel there's a notable cover of Damage Case, but I can't put my finger on who did it. Did Metallica not do it? Metallica did it as part of a... It's in the the Lemmy documentary, yeah. Yeah. Right. Is it on, like... Because I know they do Overkill, don't they? I know there's a version of... Is it not on that Damage... uh, On that Garage... That's why I was was racking my brains, Yeah. Maybe. I'm not a Metallica fan, so that but that rings bells. I know they've p- performed it together, and it's in that Lemmy mm. documentary, but I can't think back as to what, whether it was on anything. Possibly though, and and Motorhead by Motorhead, and it was the last song he wrote when he was in Hawkwind, and mm-hmm. part of the reason oh, why yeah. part of the reason why he ended up leaving was in the. Well, apparently, the didn't they well. stick didn't they stick drugs in his bag so he would get arrested and then. They could sack him or something. There's a story like that. There's a story of that, yeah, yeah. But I think there was a lot of that. Um, them saying that he he wasn't turning up on time and he was late and he was making them late. Yeah. I think he was on a different sort of drugs than they were on. He was on up. Oh yeah, he yeah. was on uppers and they were on downers. I think. And, oh uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And <laughs> I think that they were just getting stoned on in 
tripping balls and he was just whizzing his tits off all yeah. the time, wasn't he? So yeah. Um, <laughs> a couple of the tracks for me that didn't make your list, um, other than ones you already said, I really like Please Don't Touch, the one yeah. you done with Girl School. Yeah. Oh, he done, they done. No Class is brilliant. Yep. That's one that get, that gives me real status quo vibes okay, as well. Yeah. And um, Dead Man Tell No Tales. Oh yeah, yeah, I really like that as well. Yeah. So that's my my addition to your list. If I may add one addition as well, that's all right for you, Jay. It yeah. is the the Ramones song that they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great track. Uh, just uh, just for a thing here, Joey Ramone. You know, Joey Ramone says it was the ultimate honor, like having John Lennon write a song for you. I think I'd probably rather Lemmy wrote a song for me than John Lennon, to be honest. But uh, yeah, I'll join you on that. Um, that's a great song, and the Ramones did it as well, didn't they? Took on as yeah. their own almost. Like great band, great band. I got the um, Motorhead Forever tattoo on your back. Uh, well, I've got Motorhead <laughs> tattooed on my leg. Have you? Have yeah, um, stupidly, but um, <laughs> um, no, I got the. I think it's a four. Four album LP set, Motorhead nice. Forever, you know, in the big case and everything. I got it at Christmas. Great artwork and everything else. Obviously, been released however many years after the band had split and let me die. But um, it's got every every song on it, and it's a great bit of artwork and kit and, and pictures of the band and all that kind of stuff. It's brilliant. Tidy job. Right, all that's left for us to do this week is declare a record of the week. Frank Carter. So. <laughs> well, I'm well. I was going to say probably Yard Act for me. If you two both absolutely love that Frank Carter record, then far be it from me to stop you picking it. It's... I'd be happy to to name Yard Act our, our record of the week. I feel it's current, which is rare for us. Really well, fucking yeah. rare for us. <laughs> I think I said to someone if it start if it was released in the in the year beginning with twenty, then that's me being modern. <laughs> well, that, that was one of the things when you'd said, "What are you? Have you got any suggestions for us?" And I was kind of racking my brains, thinking, "I don't even know if I listen to anything current." <laughs> no, it's hard though, isn't it? Yeah, I'm the, yeah, strange. But um, I go with Yard Act as well. That was a that was a good find. That was I wouldn't have found mm. that otherwise if you hadn't have sent that to me. And it's uh, oh, that's something I'll keep listening to as well. Brilliant. So that's it. Our record of the week for this week is is, is the Overload by Yard Act, and I think they're going to be massive. Yeah, probably. Brilliant. Right. Thank you very much, Jay. Thank you very much. That, that's wicked. Um, just remind us where we can find you. Talking Dad UK podcast available wherever you get your podcasts and social media. Talking Dad UK one. Brilliant. And have you got people lined up coming on soon? What have you got lined up for us the next few weeks? I've got an episode that I need to edit this weekend and get out for next week. And that is chatting to an old friend, um, an old school friend that kind of lost contact with over the years. And he's um, he's talking about, obviously, fatherhood. He's got a six-year-old, um, whereas I've got a five-year-old. And his um, second son was born a month ahead of my uh youngest so we're kind of in the the same area mm-hmm. there time wise and um he's talking a little bit about um his son on the autism um pathway he's at his uh, six year old which is very interesting um and he uh actually went back to uni to retrain in um sports therapy and right. he's 
going to do physiotherapy, I think, and he works around right. some amateur football clubs and non-league, and we chat a little bit about that as well. Nice. And... Sounds really interesting. Yeah, no, that's been brilliant, Jay. Thank you very much for coming on, and we will catch you soon, and we'll sort out some Woodstock stuff. Yeah. And, and an Arctic Monkey special. Oh, well, and an Ar- yeah. I'm really got, keen for that. I've, I've, I've come on here as a guest, and I've got two more podcasts out of it now. Yeah, that's, right. <laughs> that's good isn't it <laughs> brilliant thank you very much right. indeed cheers yeah, cheers mate good to see you